Praise the Lord, it's chat time again. Now, this week, we will continue to discuss current events and scriptures. Praise the Lord, it's chat time, and it's also time for the phrase of the week. So, I know people have heard this many times. I've said it, people have said it to me, to put words in someone's mouth. Mm, yep. You know, only they don't say it in that way. It says, don't put words in my mouth. Mm-hmm. Don't put words in my mouth. Well, that phrase comes from the Bible, and it comes from 2 Samuel chapter 14, verse 3. And it reads, And come to the king and speak on this manner unto him. So Joab put the words in her mouth. Uh, okay. So it, it didn't sound like it was a negative thing. Well, he the, just basically schooled her in what to say, you know. But, but you know, when we hear it from other people, it's like they, they're irritated because, because they're they saying, feel like you, ha- you don't understand or you're saying something that you're repeating something that they didn't say. Right. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to go to current events, and then I want to, uh, well, current events, and then 
couple current events and I want to talk about something. Um, but someone sent me this article about the prayers for DeMar. You know that quarterback who, uh, the Buffalo Bills quarterback who got sacked, <laughs> I guess, and then got hit and then uh, in the chest and then. Oh, had a heart attack? Yeah. He was a, a defense, I think he was a defensive cornerback that oh, made a, a hit on an opposing player. And when the opposing player, came, uh, Helmet made full speed contact in his chest, and, and then, it, and then it kind of you know interrupted his heart, and then he got up for a while, but then he he uh, collapsed, and that's when he fell. So it kind of messed him up, and then he went into cardiac so arrest. So thank God, Demar Hamlin. But you know he's is, not the only one. See, this is what's weird. There's another football. There was another football player that, player that, that did. had a heart attack. Yeah. he's only thirty eight. Yeah, but he died. He, Oh, yeah, you don't hear, think, about, you don't hear don't about it. Sure. But this one is unusual in the sense, De, uh, Damar De, Hamlin is unusual in the sense to me that re, you know how everybody's always suing uh, coaches and players or what are taking one knee and praying or, or praying on the field or whatever, but the moment that happened, everybody like was everybody, praying. Everybody, fans and players. players from both sides and you name it, they were on their knees, and on one knee, and, and they're praying for and him. And I do believe the prayers, especially if uh, I do believe that there was somebody there that was praying with a prayer of faith, mm -hmm. and the Lord honored it. I just most certainly do believe that. The yep. ESPN analysts stopped uh, to pray, mm -hmm. and uh, fans, you know, they were so shocked that that happened. But and if I was him, I'd be afraid of <laughs> football again. I'm sorry. <laughs> You know, but it's, um, I don't know, it just was amazing. Mm -hmm. And I and everybody is talking about how they believed the power of prayer right. brought him on. I do because believe it's it. Like yes. Less than a week after that had happened, mm -hmm. then he's off of the, he's yeah. out of the ventilator. Right. And I do believe that. Doing FaceTime with people. And there were yep. people praying in faith. Mm -hmm. Because and now I don't know if this other football player, I mean he's just recently too. I don't know if he died, but he also had a heart attack. Mm -hmm. And now, then, the only other thing I could think of is it, it, the cause could be maybe they were vaccinated. Because a lot of young men in that age group have heart problems. Oh. Mm -hmm. Um, but anyway, I was just thinking about how powerful that was, the mm -hmm. power of prayer. Yes. And, and how people can't deny it. I right. mean, it's on, it, it, I didn't hear the ACLU so, so you know, complaining mm -hmm. about it. had to be in the thousands that people prayed. Oh, thousands and millions. And then, and then that uh, GoFundMe page that he had set up, it wasn't set up for this year. Right. It was set up a year ago. Yeah, his charity got a lot of donations. So right. all he was asking for was $2,500 and, and it touched the hearts of everybody and it's over $7 million yes. now. Um, and I, and I had to look it up what his charity was. It's called, it was called chasing M's. Okay. I didn't yep. know what that meant that chasing millions. Well, right. you know, <laughs> and evidently he's well liked. That's, that's mm -hmm. another thing. He must be, because mm -hmm. one of the first things they said, he said when he came out of it was one, did they win? Yeah. And yeah. He, he called the team his boys. Yeah. <laughs> I thought mm -hmm. that was, 
you know. But I thank God for how the Lord moved yes. on yes. behalf of him yeah, and how he answered pray. prayers. Mm -hmm. And all I could think of is that scripture in Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. Mm -hmm. If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Right. Now, that isn't exactly the same thing. But can you imagine everybody talking about climate change and they're worried about, uh, the about economy what's going on. And... Right, about the economy and what's going on in the world. Um, not just sickness, and but diseases that are attacking people and, mm -hmm. and everything that's going on in our world. If, if everybody, just like they got together for Damar Hamlin, if they would just pray. Right, because this should tell them, this should let them know that regardless of what people say, America is fundamentally Christian mm -hmm. in their belief and in their faith. So when trouble really comes their way, what do they do? They, they pray. Put, yeah. They put aside them differences. Right, really. as much as the atheists don't want it to be, as much as the Antichrist people don't want it to be, it's when, true. when they're faced with the crisis, they call on the Lord. Right, because God is real and God answers prayers. Yes. And I just and I just pray that people get um, inspired by this, right. not just for football players or basketball players, or but for our country, for for the United States. Right, and just you know, pray, for, like you said, pray for the leaders because Lord knows they need it. So that's amazing. Mm -hmm. I um, I guess I, I was, a couple of scriptures came to me lately. And I don't know, I was laying in bed this morning and I was just thinking about a couple of scriptures. Mm -hmm. And the one that I want to talk about right now is from Lamentations chapter 3. Mm -hmm. It starts at verse 21. Okay. And it says, this I recall to my mind. Therefore, I have hope, have I hope. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. Mm -hmm. And lately I've been getting up in the morning, opening up my eyes and, and you know, because sometimes you feel like the day before you didn't do as well as you thought you should have done. You didn't accomplish much. You didn't, or things were just going wrong or you just didn't feel good or other, I don't know, troubles, you know, coming in your way, you know, mm -hmm. and I just wake up in the morning and I just say, thank God that your mercies are brand new mm -hmm. every, every morning. morning. Then I have another chance. I have another opportunity to start all over again, mm -hmm. you know, and, and so lately I've been saying that, but then this morning I'm thinking, hmm, mercies, right? What are God's mercies? Mm -hmm. You know, I know mercy. that he's full of mercy where we could be cut off from him we could be he could cut us off he we could end up in we could i don't know right his mercy we, we could be dead actually is what i'm thinking yes of. Not and, just and not spiritual right mm -hmm. and not 
opening up our eyes in heaven, but in hell, mm-hmm. you know. But it's his pity and his compassion and his kindness. Mm-hmm. And so what I wanted to do is just find out what I, what does mercy include? I know it's like uh, he has um, pity on us and that he doesn't give us what we justly deserve. Right. He doesn't give us, you know, because... If we don't deserve everything that he gives us, anything. but <laughs> anything for sure. But I'm just wondering, what does besides compassion, besides pity, what does God's mercies cover? You know, because he has a tender heart, especially towards those that seek after him. You know, mm-hmm. but is it? Um, I, I, I mean, I know it's kindness and, and, um, so we're not chastised like we should be, but does, what else does, what is his mercies cover? I mean, is it like, is it like everything? Is it like healing? Is it like deliverance? Is it like it's when, all of those things when you're God, asking for salvation? His mercies is like when he says he hides us under the shadow of his wings, he uh, the shadow of his hand. You know, I used to wonder about that. And one time I had to pick up something. I don't know if it was a, I don't know if it was a bug or whatever, but I didn't want to hurt it, <laughs> and so I covered it with my hand. And I realize that's what the Lord does with us. It's like a shelter. It's like he shields us. That's what the mercy does. He shields us from those things which would destroy us. And he does it out of mercy, meaning, like you said, pity and compassion. He does it not because he has to, but because he wants to, because he loves us. But, but So when we get and up in the morning, we say, you know, I thank the Lord for your mercies. They're brand new, your tender mercies. But he also said, like in Psalms 92 and 2, so when we go to sleep at night, we also say, and your faithfulness every night. So it's your, your, your mercies in the morning and your faithfulness every night. So when you, when you get ready to, to lay down and go to sleep, you say, Lord, I thank you for your faithfulness. I don't know if I say that at night, but I do thank him for being so faithful to his I, word. I know, but I'm saying it's something that when you, when you think about it, when you lay down at night, because I, it just hit me when I read that, and I said, well, that's true. I always talk about his mercies. When I, when I wake up in the morning, I say, Lord, I thank you for your tender mercies. And then when I read this, I said, I can also, when I lay down at night, Lord, I can also thank you for your faithfulness. I had never really seen that, you know, Mm -hmm. but in the scriptures it says, and to show forth your loving kindness in the morning Mm -hmm. and your faithfulness every night. So mercy is not just uh, compassion and pity or it's his love. Mercy is out of compassion and pity. Because he has compassion upon us. You know, I think about Adam and Eve, you know, when they sinned against him, when they sinned against him, when uh, they ate of the fruit. Mm-hmm. And then they were hiding from the Lord. Mm-hmm. They were just hiding because they were full of shame. Mm-hmm. And God had mercy on them and made skins out of an animal. Right. He had to shed blood. Because without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. He could have left them with the fig leaf, but that guilt, that, that shame 
would not have been pardoned. So he had to, there had to be something had to be sacrificed. And the thing about it is we don't know when the Lord has made us, created us, and instilled within us all these uh, particular things. We don't know what and why. So, so the Lord says, so you can't say to him, why did you make me this way? You know, when you think about, you know, why does the Lord require blood to be shed? Why does the Lord require this? Why did the Lord make us so that we have two eyes, but one nose, but two nostrils, <laughs> you know, two hands, two legs, but one head, you know? And when you be thinking about it, you say, well, there's only one head of the church. You be thinking that the Lord designed us so that we are a reflection of the church or a reflection of him. We know that he made man in his image, but are we a reflection of that relationship? You know, but why, why in this particular way? We just don't know. We are, like David said, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. We just don't know. And then he's so patient. Mm-hmm. You know, he never wants us to, he never, he never wants us to perish. He never wanted anyone to perish. He never wanted anybody to not have eternal life. He ne- that wasn't his, uh, you know, that wasn't his intention. No, his intention was that everyone should live, but he knew he could not deny himself. He knew that so man would in the be meantime, he's so patient. In the meantime, because he doesn't want us to perish, he just helps us all along. Mm-hmm. He's patient and he keeps um nudging us or sending people or like you said digging around the tree you know trying to you know because he wants us to repent he wants us to repent and and he wants us to acknowledge that we are wrong and that we need him and that without him we don't have life we cannot live i was thinking that about that today about how the lord separated darkness from light you know you can't bring in a lamp of darkness Darkness is simply the, dark. <laughs> the complete absence of light. It's like there, if you have total darkness, you have no God in the picture at all. The Lord is not in the picture. There is no hope. And, uh, and so when he put that separation in. But I guess I was wondering if, if it included like healing and deliverance. Right. His mercy, that's his salvation. The fact that he and, heals us is mercy. And answering our prayers. All of it. Uh, you know, um, staying connected with us when he does not have to. All of that is because and of his, his blessings, and you know, because we ask him for his. Or I do anyway. I ask him for his favor. I ask mm-hmm. him for his blessings because of that scripture that says, "The blessings of the Lord maketh rich and addeth no sorrow." Like the Lord said, "Know thou that thou art naked and pitiful." He said, and. Like he told Israel, you weren't even salted when you were, were born. It's like, Lord, he said, I had mercy on you. I had pity on us. So when we come to the Lord seeking to be saved, the Lord saves us because he has mercy on us. He loves us, and so he takes pity, meaning that he makes a way for us when he doesn't have to out of no way. So that's what I was thinking before I crawled out of bed this morning. I was just thinking about how his... Uh, mercies are brand new every morning and he and it says great is thy faithfulness and then because of that you have hope so you get up in the morning yesterday probably didn't do you didn't do that well or yesterday you were in so much pain or yesterday there were arguments or yesterday it didn't things just didn't work out but you he allowed you to wake up to see another day and that in it of itself is his 
His mercy. Mercy. Which is born out of his which love. Which is for us. brand new. So you have a brand new day to start all over again, to start from scratch. Mm-hmm. And um, it's like a redo. Every day is a redo. Right. Every day that you open up your eyes, the Lord has you here for a reason. He's not done. And so, therefore, every day. You so, have the opportunity to give God the glory and to give him the praise. And every day that you don't feel well or that you're not healed or that you're not delivered, you have another chance. Right. You it, have another opportunity. There's still hope. Right. For, for you to make that connection because there's a reason why you're still here. There are people who are perfectly healthy and don't wake up the next day. That's true. That's true, but I thank God for his faithfulness. I thank God that his mercies are brand new every day. Right. You know. So anyway, moving on, I saw this article, <clears throat> unless someone sent this to me about Southwest Airlines, you know, everybody, they're in the news every day, Southwest Airlines. Well, something's going people, on. people, especially around the holidays, people mm-hmm. were just... Live it. <laughs> they were stranded. They couldn't get to where they were wanting to be. They couldn't find their baggage. They you, couldn't. I'm sorry. Oh you my can't goodness, get me to that fly. was awful. I know some people love to fly, not me. Well, anyway, <laughs> evidently, some time ago, um, they fired a Christian flight attendant over mm. her pro-life views. No kidding. And a federal court has ordered Southwest Airlines to reinstate the flight attendant that the company that Southwest Airlines terminated after she objected to the use of union dues to fund political causes to that go against her deeply held beliefs. Right. So she didn't want her money contributing to those causes. Right. So, um, <laughs> you know, the, the, you they know how they have that... that <laughs> That phrase, bags fly free mm. with Southwest, but free speech didn't fly at all with Southwest in this case. Right. And so when she was fired, um, she decided to sue. And over the summer, a jury w- awarded her $5.1 million in damages after determining that the airline and the Transportation Workers Union of America chapters that she belonged to unlawfully terminated her for objecting to the use of union dues to transportation union officials to the far left women's march. She's a devout Christian, did not approve of the use of her union dues to fund the march in Washington, D.C. in January of 2017. So this was going on for some time. You know they're going to appeal that. <laughs> Five point something million. Southwest already in financial trouble. (laughs) (laughs) So Southwest deemed her social media posts highlighting her pro-life beliefs as a form of harassment. That is crazy. And uh, so they must have been following her. You know, you work for somebody, I guess they pay attention to what you do. If you're on social media now, they do. They track everything you say and you post out there. And so a week after, uh, she had a meeting with her superiors, and they, after they looked at her social media posts, they fired her. They terminated her, you know. But so, yes, that she was ordered back to work. I mean, the court ordered her back, that the company rehire her, mm-hmm. reinstate her. And um, 
So that's a, but a win. But five points on so civilian, she should. Southwest Airlines is resign. really mm -hmm. losing mm -hmm. out on a lot of stuff. <laughs> yes. Mm. Boy. Mm. So then someone sent me this article. We did talk about it a couple of times, and it was about, uh, about satanic organizations. Mm. And um, this organization fights for freedom of religion and the Constitution. And this was on the news break. Um, and it says, how does a satanic temple, whose members, by the way, I don't, I don't believe this, it says, whose members, by the way, don't believe in either God or Satan, but rather a scientific, rationalist, non-superstitious worldview. Well, why didn't they call it that then? Whose Instead aim of is Satan. To, <laughs> and whose aim is to encourage benevolence and empathy among all people, promote freedom of religion. But that's stupid. By what? joining in, it means that, um, well, anyway. Well, I got a question, though. Why would you call it, what do they call the church? The what of Satan? Satanic temple. The satanic mm -hmm. temple. If they don't believe in Satan, then why would they call their temple the satanic temple? That's like saying, you know, uh, the church of Jesus Christ, but we don't believe in Jesus. That's stupid. Mm -hmm. So they're lying. And therefore, I don't care how they try to cloak it. I guess they just feel people are stupid. Like in America, people are just so dumb, they can't see it. But they, they claim, definitely believe. They claim they're on a religious crusade to turn the United States into, into a theocracy, theocracy made in their own image. What are they talking about? Uh, who made it whose own image? I mean, what, are they, what in the world are they talking about? According to an interview with one of the temple's founders, which recently appeared in The Guardian, there's a minority religious theocratic movement entrenched in politics in the United States and getting away with whatever they want. Now they, they've got the courts on their side and everything, and they don't need to bend the will of the majority. Well, anyway, we talked about it in the sense that it was called um, that after-school Satan Club. Mm -hmm. And then so I, in Florida... The governor signed a bill allowing students to lead prayer at school assemblies. The temple issued a statement saying it was exciting because now our satanic children could pray to Satan in the school. Now, if they don't believe but, but, in Satan, but, I don't but, get that. Because they're stupid. They're lying. But here's what I can't understand. If the Christians can't pray, they can't read the Bible, they can't do that, how is it that the people belonging to this satanic temple have the right to pray to Satan, oh, but good. but the other students they, who believe in Jesus can't pray to the Lord. And that's a good yeah. question, but we're going to have double to standard. contemplate that for the next program. Yes. Praise the Lord and let everything that has breath, let's praise the Lord. Now today, this week's verse of the day comes from John 5 and 24. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death to life. Now, ain't God all right? God, God is, is all, all right. right. Praise the Lord. Last week's food for thought was, what did the Lord call Jerusalem? And the answer is a city of truth. And that answer can be found in Zechariah chapter 8, verse 3, which reads, Thus saith the Lord, I am returned unto Zion, 
and will dwell in the midst of Jerusalem. And Jerusalem shall be called a city of truth, and the mountain of the Lord of hosts, the holy mountain. This week's food for thought is when Satan fell from heaven, what did the Lord say it looked like? Hint, the Bible. And that's food for thought.